Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. I'm Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast, uh, where we do a very simple thing. We look at the Word of God and say, Lord, what is it you're saying to us? What do you want to reveal to us today? Uh, We're continuing through our journey through the book of Galatians. As a matter of fact, we're going to be about halfway through the number chapter-wise when we get done today. I think we're going to be able to finish the third chapter. And uh, if you're just joining us, thank you so much. Uh, You can jump right in. You can listen to just this one. You can also back up a few episodes. You can go all the way back to the very first one in Galatians and work your way all the way through. That would be uh, highly beneficial. But let's just jump in where we are. We're in Galatians chapter 3 right now. And it's been talking about uh, the law and the purpose of the law. We saw last time Paul asked the question, well, why the law then? Well, the law was added because of transgressions. And then he said, well, is the law contrary to the promises of God? You know, contrary to the promise that had been made to Abraham. And he said, no, may it never be. But the law was not able to impart life and it couldn't bring righteousness So righteousness is not based upon the law. What the law did was it shut up everyone under sin. And the purpose of that, so that the promise of by faith in Jesus Christ would be to everybody who believed. And so he laid that out before us. Now, verse 23 is right after what I just said, and it says this. But before faith came, we were kept in custody under the law, being shut up to the faith which was later to be revealed. And you think, well, what what is that talking about? What does that mean? Particularly when you think, well, he's already used Abraham as an example. And he said that Abraham was uh, uh, considered to be righteous because he believed what God said. Well, what he's saying right here, he's talking about before faith came, before that came in which we have faith in, before the Lord Jesus Christ came, that we were kept in custody under the law. Okay. We were kept being shut up to the faith, which was later to be revealed. There's a faith that was there in the law, a faith in Messiah yet to come. But we haven't seen Messiah when you're under the law. The law is pointing to him, and the law does something. But what does the law do? He tells us in the next verse, Galatians 3, verse 24. Therefore, don't you love that word, therefore, because it's a, you know, a term and a point of conclusion. So, therefore... The law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ so that we may be justified by faith. Uh, You've heard that before. You thought, what's that talking about? Well, now you know a little more about the context. The point in what the law did was it was literally our tutor to lead us to Christ so that we would be justified by faith not justified by the law. Now, remember what was happening to these believers that he was writing to. Okay, Remember the big picture of this. They were being tempted and being taught that they needed to go back to the law, that they were incomplete. In other words, just believing in Jesus wasn't enough, that Jesus plus kind of thing, that they needed to know the law and they needed to submit themselves to the law and they needed the men needed to be circumcised. And Paul was saying, no, that's not what it is at all. We're justified by faith, and it's the very law that was our tutor to this. Verse 25, he continues, But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. 
He's saying now that faith has come in Messiah, now that the Messiah that we were anticipating and looking toward has arrived, we have no need for the tutor. And so quite often people will say, well, that means that we don't have any need for the law. I don't need to study the Old Testament. I don't need to do anything like that. No, nothing could be further from the truth. You're not going to understand all there is in the New Testament if you don't know the Old Testament. You're not going to have a complete understanding of the Old Testament if you don't know the New. And there are perversions at both ends of the spectrum. I highly suspect that in most of our lives, most people have neglected the Old Testament, uh, whether from a preaching point of view or a teaching or whatever it may be. There are some now that are neglecting the New Testament and are really, really locking in to the Old and are pursuing the law. They still claim to be believers, but they're pursuing the law to enhance their faith and belief in the Lord Jesus. And uh, they're going down the same path that some of these Galatians were being tempted with. So Paul says, the faith has come. We don't need a tutor anymore. Verse 26, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. So he's telling the Gentiles there that had believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a son of God. He's already told him you're sons of Abraham because of his faith. We have a like faith. You are a son of God. To the Jewish people that believed in Jesus as Messiah in those churches, he says, you are sons of God. Even the ones that might have come up from Jerusalem that were Jewish people that believed and that were misteaching some things, he said, you're the son of God through faith in Christ Jesus, not the law. Then there's a group of false brethren. I think they were likely the chief ones that were really pushing the uh, uh, the law upon the people. Uh by definition, they're false believers. They had no faith in Christ Jesus. So therefore, they were not sons of God. Verse 27 says this, For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. That's just a beautiful picture of what happens when we're baptized. When we do this as a public proclamation of our faith and our belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, then not only is there a washing away of the sins, as we see in Acts, but right here we see that when you're baptized into Christ, you have clothed yourself with Christ. You're literally symbolically clothing yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you do that, watch what happens in the next verse. When you do that, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So he's coming against an argument that was being made that, well, yeah, uh, you can be a Gentile believer, but if you want to be a true believer, you need to be a Jew first. There was a real danger, and you see it here, and you see it over in Acts and Acts 15 and how they handled it, with the church being split into two parts, a Jewish church and a Gentile church. And Paul said, no, that's not what's going to happen. That's not what happened at all. When you're baptized into Christ, you have clothed yourself with Christ, and we're all clothed with Christ. So therefore, all these man-made determining things, free man, slave, Jew, Greek, even the biological way that God created, just male or female, they are of no import. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Then this last verse for the day. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to to the promise. He's letting them know this. You don't have to uh, uh, undergo circumcision as a sign and a seal of a covenant of an old law. You are an heir 
of righteousness. You are an heir by faith, and you are heir by the very faith that Abraham had, the founding father in the eyes of the Jews. This would have been such a profound, profound statement. It still is a profound statement uh, in the ears of Judaism that the Gentiles would be equated with us, would be a part of us, would not only share in Messiah with us, but that we would be one people. Paul calls it in other places uh, the great mystery that the Jew and the Gentile together as one, as the body of Christ, as the church. Uh, looking back in the Old Testament, it shouldn't have been that great a mystery because from the beginning in Genesis 12 and Genesis 15, God said that all nations would be blessed through Abraham and the seed that came through him, which is exactly what we see here with the Lord Jesus Christ. So regardless of our background, we can know that if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants. You're an heir to that promise. You have clothed yourself with Christ. Don't go back to the law. Don't go back to the, to the traditions of men. Live in the freedom and the liberty uh, that we have in the Lord Jesus. Uh, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me, and I'll see you later. Bye-bye.